Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, April 1st. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis is taking more steps to slow the speed of coronavirus. All city buildings have been closed to the public. A limited number of city officials will work inside City Hall. Many continue to work from home. America Center in downtown St. Louis is on a list of sites in the state being considered for possible overflow hospitals during the outbreak. It is one of seven locations being reviewed by the Missouri National Guard. Governor Mike Parson says, quote, nothing has been confirmed at this time but admits officials have looked at several possible locations. St. Louis University Hospital is one of 60 spots around the world testing an experimental drug for COVID-19. The National Institutes of Health is conducting the research involving hospitalized patients who have tested positive. Currently, there is no evidence that any drug can fight coronavirus. Another area nursing home is reporting an increase in residents who have tested positive Frontier Health and Rehabilitation in St. Charles now says 12 residents and two employees have COVID-19. That's up from three residents last week. Yet another area newspaper is taking drastic measures to deal with a drop in advertising revenue during the outbreak. St. Louis Post-Dispatch owner Lee Enterprises has announced company-wide pay reductions and furloughs. Musicians throughout the region are planning a free live stream festival tonight on Instagram as they also deal with the outbreak of coronavirus. Stay Home Fest has scheduled 15 acts to fill more than six hours of programming. The musicians are accepting donations through their Venmo accounts. Here are the numbers. Missouri is reporting more than 1,300 positive results out of more than 15,000 tests. There are at least 14 deaths. In Illinois, health officials report nearly 6,000 positive results among 35,000 tests. The state is reporting nearly 100 deaths. In just a bit, St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports on the challenges for special education students working at home during the outbreak. As we mentioned, St. Louis University scientists have joined a federal study to test an experimental treatment for COVID-19. As St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports, SLU doctors will use an antiviral drug to treat hospitalized patients. Remdesivir is an intravenous drug that can stop viruses from replicating and harming a person's body. Doctors gave it to several people on a cruise ship last month, and they all survived. But scientists want more evidence to show that it works. Does it improve the disease? Do people given remdesivir have a better outcome than people who don't get it? That's Sarah George, an infectious disease researcher at SLU. The university is one of 60 global research sites that will test the experimental drug on patients who've tested positive for COVID-19. The National Institutes of Health study will enroll patients in the next couple weeks. The drug needs FDA approval before doctors can use it. I'm Eli Chen. St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is ordering residents to remain at home as much as possible until the end of the month. The original order was set to end next week. This move comes as the federal government extends its social distancing guidelines. Pritzker says it will help keep residents safe from the new coronavirus. The cascading consequences of these steps weigh on me every minute of every day. 
But as I've said since the beginning, my priority through each and every one of these decisions has been and continues to be saving as many people's lives as possible. Bars and restaurants will remain closed. Schools will continue to teach students online and all non-essential travel will remain prohibited. Essential services like grocery stores in Illinois will stay open. A mobile coronavirus testing site opens tomorrow in North St. Louis. It will be at Athena Healthcare's Biddle location in the Car Square neighborhood. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Though the region saw its first COVID-19 testing sites open nearly two weeks ago, residents in North City were among the last to get access to a testing site. Affinia's COO, Kendra Holmes, says even though it was one of the last, it should have been one of the first, given the number of life-threatening health conditions in the area. We know that individuals who have diabetes or hypertension are predisposed to have more complications to COVID-19. So the need is great in North St. Louis City. The Biddle location's pre-screening hours are between 8 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. And if the individual meets the CDC requirements, then a reservation will be made for testing. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. In other news, Missouri Governor Mike Parson and State Auditor Nicole Galloway will both have to win primaries before possibly squaring off against each other in November. The deadline to file for statewide, federal, and local offices in Missouri passed yesterday. Parson will face State Representative Jim Neely and 2018 State Auditor candidate Sandra McDowell in the GOP gubernatorial primary. Galloway has four challengers who are not widely known. Republican Congresswoman Ann Wagner and Democratic State Senator Jill Shoup were the only people from their parties to sign up in Missouri's 2nd Congressional District. That race is expected to be one of the more competitive congressional contests in the country. Missouri's primary is August 4th. Children are sitting on the living room couch with a laptop or stack of worksheets instead of heading to school every morning, but that can be difficult for children with special needs without the extra assistance they get at school. St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports on gaps in distance learning for special education. Michelle Hafer's daughter loves to go places. The movies, out to dinner, running errands. Well, she's been struggling It's mostly the social distancing and that, you know, nothing being open. Her daughter, Maddie, is 17 and has autism. Maddie is nonverbal and attends high school at Great Circle, a private school in suburban St. Louis for kids with developmental and behavioral needs. With schools in the St. Louis area closed through at least late April, parents are left trying to be teachers as well. That can have added challenges for parents of children with special needs. Hafer, a librarian, never thought she'd have to become her daughter's full-time teacher. No, no, never, never. I never, this, sometimes it's just, we're like in a dream. I, I just can't believe all of this is happening right now for everyone. It's a scary time. Hi. Come on, have a seat. For the first day of trying to be mom and teacher, Hafer and Maddie went on a mini field trip. We're going to work on some lessons here at the park. Okay? (laughs) Is that a good idea? I think it is. Maddie is usually able to work for about 10 minutes at a time. But the fresh air brought added focus. Maddie buckled down for 20 minutes on her assignments. She was just thrilled to be somewhere other than home. And so I took advantage of that. 
and got her to do some some work. We did some worksheets. Hafer is able to guide her daughter through reading, writing, and math, but there are parts of the school day she can't recreate. Some kids can do distance learning through the internet that would not work with her. Maddie's formal education plan mandates she receives occupational, speech, and music therapy every day. So she's missing all of those things, which I am definitely not trained to do. You know, we're trying to do the best we can, but I am very, very worried um, about regression. Monica Jefferson is the union representative for special education teachers in St. Louis County. She says she's concerned about the same thing. I imagine that there will be learning that that has been lost because of the situation we're in. I also know that a lot of families aren't as tech savvy as others, so there may be things that are available, but the parents or families may not know how to use those things or may not possess all of the things in their homes. Jefferson says special education teachers are trying to reach out to their students and send home additional resources. Under education law, children with special needs are entitled to the exact same level of instruction as other students, though the U.S. Education Department has waived some of those requirements during the pandemic. School leaders have signaled they'll work to make up lost ground for students when classes resume, which may not be until August. You're just not going to get it done. Larry Altman is a disability education attorney. He held that job for a decade at Kansas City Public Schools. He says despite any educator's best efforts, there will be too much to do after five-plus months out of the classroom. So he offers this advice to parents. Number one, I would monitor my child as closely as I can to see where they're regressing, if there are any regressions, and alert the school of that. Emails are still available because schools are trying to do some online services. Make them aware of that. Hafer, Maddie's mom, says it's also good for parents of children with special needs to reach out to each other for advice and empathy, and she's tracking the weather, hoping for more nice days for her and Maddie to go out and enjoy. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.